Hey, what's up, Accounting Nation? This is your host of the Vancouver Accounting Experience, Adrian Law, and this is the podcast for accounting students and aspiring CPAs. How is everyone doing on this fine weekend? Hopefully, you're all doing really well. And if you're living in the Vancouver area, I'm hoping that you're really enjoying some of this uh, cooler weather. Let's say I am really enjoying it, whether it's uh, wet or not. Uh, this is probably some of the nicest weather we've had. Um, all right, so on to the podcast. In this episode, I'm speaking to a young man who reached out to me on LinkedIn and really wanted to know about uh, his career change. Um, he's getting into the CPA PEP program. He's just going through some prerequisite courses. And really, I guess he's got some questions on uh, whether the transition will be good. And uh, really, it's all about like career change. And I think I've got some good insights for him, and I'm really happy to share these insights with you. Um, you know, it can be real anxious times to change careers, especially if you've been in a different field for quite some time, several years. I myself was a cook for 10 years before I changed careers, and it can be really daunting, and I'm sure you have lots of questions. So I think if this is you, uh, it's a perfect opportunity to listen in and find out, you know, what are some of my thoughts on career change and going through the CPA program and really kind of rebooting that career. All right, so let's get right into the podcast. Welcome to the Vancouver Accounting Experience, the podcast where accountants share their stories, their careers, their experiences, and their special moments of inspiration they encountered along the way to their professional designation. And now your host, Adrian Law. Uh, so I guess you reached out to me on LinkedIn from what I understand, you are about to start or you are already in the CPA PEP program. Is that right? Yeah, almost. So first, let me thank you for taking time out. I know you're a busy person and I appreciate the opportunity speaking with you and kind of seeking guidance on that. Now, yes, I did reach out to you on LinkedIn. I am currently in CPA PrEP. And I still have about six more courses to go before I can enter the path. Oh, okay, I see. CP, so, okay. So there's something like 14 prerequisites, something you completed a bunch of them. So six more to go. And okay. uh, so, so what's, your, what's your plan? What's your timeline? And then how, do, how can I help? Yes. So in terms of timeline, what I'm hoping to do is within a year or so, by say, if by next, year by around this time if i'm done with my cpa prep i was really going to accomplish uh, what i'm planning to do and the reason why i wanted to reach out to you is because i so here's the thing i graduated from university seven years ago saying that i graduated about seven years ago and at the time i was an international student from canada and if you i don't know if you know exactly but as an international student you pay a lot of tuition fee so sure yeah i understand uh, local student. So what I was doing is I, was, I did my bachelor's of business admin from the University of Winnipeg. But at the time, I didn't finish my fourth year because I wanted to finish off my graduation sooner so that I could then start working. And then my plan was that later on when I do become a Canadian permanent resident or a Canadian citizen, then I could go back to school, finish, finish off my fourth year of accounting so that I could, I didn't have to do the CPA prep. Just to give you an idea of what my um, plan was. But, you know, right. as life happens, you start working, then one thing leads to another, you start, sure. making, you, you know, life happens, you get Makes married, sense. You, 
yeah so anyway so fast forward now 2019-ish I, I found out that okay I could if if I don't have the ability to go back to a post-secondary education so I get like right. university offering evening classes I could then go to CPA prep and take those modules that way makes so, sense that, yeah, so that was a great thing for me to know. I was like, okay, that's perfect. I started the process, got some exemptions. Anyway, so now I'm here at six courses left. What I would like to know from you, based on your experience and everything, is number one question that I have. A lot of times when I tell people that I'm on the CPA journey, some of them discredit it in a way that they say, you know what, maybe your train has kind of passed because you were seven years in, in the working. Do you really want to go back and do the CPA prep, then PAP. And especially when you're doing PAP, you are most likely getting, looking at about around 50% of the pay cut from working, after working in seven, eight years in the industry, I think I've, you know, kind of made my way up and I am got accustomed to a certain kind of lifestyle. And sure. then going back to, going back to, going to an article student, that would be just like as if I was starting off from universities like seven years ago you know so that's my biggest thing kind of concern that like okay some you know so i would <laughs> love i would love to know whatever you think of that well who are the good. first of all who are these people who are telling you that the train has kind of like already uh left the station or the boat has sailed are these like family members or like friends in the industry friends in the industry none of my family members have ever been uh, in this route I don't have many family members in Canada anyway, so they won't know the process and everything. So oh, okay. it's more different from friends or some people who okay. are currently working before. Okay, so for, as far as your family goes, they support you, whatever you want to do. Exactly. Yes, they're fully supportive, yes. Oh, okay, so that's so that's already awesome, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay, so that's good. So let's get out of the way. And then so these friends, they are CPAs? Um, only like a couple of them who were at the university when I was, and then they went the route of four year and then through campus recruitment, they were able to get into one of the big oh, four firms. So they got into big four and all that. And then, right. so now they are, they are like fully fledged CPAs working in like industry and all that. Exactly. Right. Okay. I mean, so that's them. So that's the yeah. path they took, which is great for them. It has nothing to do with you other than from their perspective, you guys might be the same age and career-wise, they're way ahead. That's it, yeah, right? Exactly. It is oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Right. So whatever. So that's their life and then you have a separate life. That's how I look at it, really. That's great for your yeah. life. I have my own life. That's so yeah. we're, we're like different people. <laughs> so that's that's how I look at it. And I guess, so why don't you tell me why? Because from what I understand, so finance industry, so you like, what were you like investment banking or like what, what, what was the, what were you working at? Yeah, so until very recently, I was working in personal retail banking and I was helping people plan their retirement. So, okay. it's in the, yeah, so it's in the bank network. I was, I was, a, um, I have a diploma. I ended up doing a diploma in financial planning. So, I was doing that sort of thing for personal retail people. And then, right. until very recently, I started doing business banking. So, that's what I'm doing. And it's currently not related to accounting at all. Right. Um, I, I do in my business banking uh, capacity at the moment, I do come across a lot of financial statements and that's part of the reason why I made the switch from personal retail to business banking because with my right. plan with CPA, 
Um, I think that that's great. And now I'm looking at the financial statements, doing some analysis the, from, from the from the creditors standpoint, right? Right. So that, that's what I'm doing. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. All right. So I'm okay. Interesting. So yeah. All right. So you essentially have like seven years of of like uh, of like finance industry experience, really. Correct. So you you're you could be like you could be like mid level management to like senior management right now, essentially. Um, I. I could if I had taken that route. So, but I'm currently not in management, so I'm not. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, no yeah. worries. But I mean, yeah, okay. So, no, no yeah, worries. Based that's, on the that's time. Not, yeah. that, no worries about that. Okay, well, let me. So, I don't know how much you know about my background. I worked ten years in the cooking industry when I graduated university. <laughs> right? I heard that podcast. Yes. Yeah. So ten years. So essentially, all of like the early two thousands, I was like a cook, right? And, uh, and, you know, some people think that's like awesome on its own. Some people think it's like, oh, wow, that's incredible. You know, you're a cook. That's so, that's so cool. So some people like that idea already. I mean, me personally, I liked it in my early 20s. You don't make a lot of money as a cook. So by the time after 10 years, I made the most amount of money at, that I had ever made as a cook. You know, whatever. It was like $50,000 or something like that, right? Plus like yeah. tips. And that was like a lot of money for like a cook for 10 years. Yeah. And then, but then when I got married and then I was essentially in like my early thirties, I decided that cooking wasn't really the path for me anymore in terms of like career. Like it was just going to be too much if I was going to start a family. Right. So that's like, you know, working holidays, working Christmases, working New Year's, working late nights when everyone else is asleep. And then when everyone else is awake, I'm asleep. So that, so that whole like lifestyle wasn't really a good fit anymore. So after a, doing a bunch of like research and then I thought that accounting might be a good fit for me. And then I did a bunch of like further research on like accounting. I decided to like change careers. Okay. And so I changed careers essentially while well, I left my cooking job in like 2009, I went back to school. So I did two years of school, like the UBC DAP program. So those are like all of my prerequisites and then I got like a big four job in like uh, in like 2010. And I started in 2011, right? So that that was essentially my journey. And now this year, I'll essentially be like 10 years in accounting and 10 years equal to what I'd done in my previous career, right? So now I'm essentially, I'm in like my mid forties, right? So that's, okay. that's like the timeline for me. Wow. So if anyone okay. says that, no, the boat has sailed, I am like the number one example of like, there's no such thing as the boat having sailed. Right. <laughs> it's sense. really, really, it's really what you want, right? And right. if you think right. you can do it and you, if you think it's a good fit, then you should just like go for it. So that's, so that's all out of the way. So if you're worried about like age or if you're worried about like experience or if you're worried about, oh, you put in seven years in your previous career, all of that is just like a bunch of like BS. Like it's just people, I don't know. I don't know why people do that, but I guess people are thinking conservatively. Whereas you, you know, you have your own like aspirations and things you want to try and all that kind of stuff, which I think is like awesome. So I guess I throw it back to you. Do you think you would like the career change and the change to like accounting versus what you have here, right? Because you're not, you're not coming from like a blue collar job. You're coming from you know, a pretty established job Correct. in the finance industry so do you think you'd like to change and do you have a problem going back to like 
you know, square one. Because when I started as a new associate in accounting, I started at like thirty-eight thousand, right? So, <laughs> so ten years as a cook, making fifty thousand plus tips. I was going back to like thirty-eight thousand. I was like, oh man, after ten, but I didn't care because I knew it was for me. So, so yeah. do you think that you'd like the career change, and do you think you'd like accounting more? And you know, what what's the motivation behind the change? Yeah, for sure. No, that's a great question. And before I answer that, I think you sharing this, how your journey was, ten years of uh, being a cook, and nothing against it. Of course, that's a great thing to do too. But for you to make a change then, and then going back, so that that yeah, for sure, that really answers that critique of the you know your your board kind of sales. So thank you for that. And then to yeah, because life question, is not like life is not like you know it's, life is not like yeah, a linear exactly. right. It's okay, yeah. for me. It's just experience. It's just like this is my experience traveling, and this is the experience. My it's, it's all it's all like very organic. It's not like you know when you're 18, you start your career, and then by the time you're like 35, you're CEO somewhere. And if you didn't make it, then your life failed. Like you know, life isn't like that. It's just like oh, I wanted to try this. Uh, my my degree wasn't like art history. And then I tried like some web programming for a while and then that didn't work. And then I got into like cooking and then I did that and I traveled here and I did this and I failed that and I got fired here and then I switched career. That's like, it's very organic. There's no, you know, that's like, if there's someone judging you based on some undefined criteria, that that's just a bunch of like BS, you, you do you and then they do them. That's that's how I look yeah, at it's it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so to answer your question, what it is, is that because of my, like, because, so I started in finance seven, eight, seven plus years now. The reason, the motivation for me to go into this is because I once took a corporate finance course and I loved it. Like, I love the Excel. I love the doing the net present value calculations. I really like to be that person who is helping my company make that choice. Is is this a good capital budgeting investment or not? Okay. You know, that sort of thing. Sure, yeah. So, yep. so I said, okay, that's perfect. And then in my current capacity as a business banking, I'm looking at financial statements. I said, okay, that's perfect. I'm doing the analysis and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I'm not in that capacity that I would like to be. And that's why I want to go to the CPA because a lot of those jobs, they do require CPA, right? So I was like, okay, so in order for me to make that switch, I have to go through this program. And that's what my motivation is. And then some of the people that I've spoken with, and they are more encouraging than the other ones, they're like, look, don't discount your seven years of finance experience because it does actually add to what you're wanting to do. Because as compared to somebody who is coming out of school, for example, who may not have seven years of experience with speaking with the clients, meeting them in person and working with financial statements and whatnot, it actually adds to it. And then you should actually, this should be actually another reason for you that you should do it so that when you come out of the other side of the tunnel, you actually have that seven years of finance experience that you'll have gained, plus whatever you will be able to do in your art thing and everything. And then you become even more, you know, skillful and whatever. So no, I, I agree. My... Yeah, I agree with that point that you have this awesome experience for seven years. So that I think that's great. Uh, so, I mean, in your CPA path, yes. what is like your ideal path from like from now to your ideal? What What is that path? If I understood your question correctly, I think what I'm really happy about is now since the uh, CGAs and CMAs and CSAs all amalgamated in the CPA, I right. don't have 
I don't have to necessarily work in public accounting firm. So I think what I'm, what kind of I kind of path is going to be is that my, I would, instead of going to article at a one of the big fours, as much as I would have liked to when I was in school, I think for me, I would be in the industry so that I can kind of continue sort of in a lateral move or maybe one step down and then continue doing that way in maybe one of the pre-approved programs or maybe into the experience verification program, as opposed to taking a nosedive, going back to, you know, kind of campus recruitment and start it all over again. That's yeah, what I think I, I, yeah. I think I agree with you. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, that's, that's good to know. Like that, that, <laughs> <laughs> because I, I think I agree with you like a hundred percent. I think you, I, I don't know why there's this like romance around like public accounting and like the big four. I, I probably because they are like very prestigious, right? Yeah. But if that's, that's if like you want to get into tax, which doesn't sound like you want to get into tax, or if you want to get into like financial reporting, public accounting firms, you want to get through like the audit route, then that's your route, public, public right. practice get into an audit or get into tax that kind of thing. If you already know you want to get into like, for example, corporate development somewhere, right? Yeah. So looking at potential assets, acquisitions, mergers, hey, let's do this, uh, you know, net present value, like whatever. And then of these five different options, put up a report to like senior management, oh, we should go for this, like whatever, that kind of stuff. If that's exciting for you, yeah. I would first, I guess I would first even find out I mean, it sounds like you've already done a bunch of research. I would first even find out, do you even really need a CPA? But it sounds like you've done some previous research and it sounds like a lot of jobs they do, right? right. That's what it sounds like. Right. Okay. I w- I w- for me, I would just see, oh, can I even get a job without having to do the CPA? It's probably right. easier okay. that way. Yeah, exactly. Then I don't have to do all that. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not, it's not like you're like gung-ho, I need a CPA. You would just like to be, that's what I was asking. What is like your preferred path if your preferred path is like if you can get the dream job in like corporate development somewhere right away management corporate development something you would that would be like ideal right like you don't need a cpa no yeah that's what i would do i if, if i were you i would i don't know pick three people in like linkedin or something that you might either you know or you don't know like just reach out to them it's like who who are in like your dream position yeah. Like dream position, like whatever industry, whatever company, whoever, whoever, whatever, telecommunications or fine, whatever, like uh, cannabis or whatever, cryptocurrency, whatever is like you think is like awesome industry for you. Pick three people that you think, like, man, this guy who has a position that I would just like love. And then yeah. ask them if they would, you could do like, um, you, you could like network with them for like 20 minutes. Right. Do an informational interview. So put down like whatever, eight questions that are like your dream questions. Like what was your career path? Did you need a CPA? What do you love about your job? What do you hate about your job? Whatever things that are really like really good resource gathering for you. Try and reach, try and get those people to do like a 20 minute or 25 minute informational interview or networking session that you can ask them that. And right. that will be really good information for you to even find out, do you even really need a CPA or you don't even, or could you with your own experience right now, just get those jobs? Yeah. 
it could be just like you need a certificate in whatever, whatever, I don't know, business valuations or something like that. Maybe, maybe that'll help. Yeah. So that could be just more like you put in whatever, a uh, hundred hours or 50 hours to get the certificate, whatever that is. And then you, then you're in a better position to get that job as opposed to like, you have to go through the whole like CPA route. So, so, yeah. so that's what I would do. I would do step one, try and find those three individuals who have like your dream job, try and get a networking session or informational interview, which is a bit more structured to gather as much information as possible. And then from there, then you're armed with the information to better, to better proceed. Maybe it is, you do need a CPA, but my yeah. gut feeling is, I think you could, could, could kind of just get a job without having to go through the whole route. Then you're like totally leveraging your experience like right now. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, of to take a look at that. But so far, my research says that I do kind of need the CPA. But of course, if I speak with somebody who's already have that kind of role that they're doing, of course, it would be interesting to see what their kind of journey has been. And whether yeah, I, I would, I would, yeah, I would do that. So, I mean, that's good information from like your friends. I would get information from like the source people, like, you know, yeah, the, the ones who have, yeah, I would do three because that way that's a good diverse information. They may disagree <laughs> on certain things, but it gives you a better perspective on things. And then I think <laughs> there you're, you're better, you're better armed with more information to 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 make that decision for sure i think i agree with you i don't think you should start as like new associate and like a public accounting because then you're like you know it yeah. sounds like you you're married you have a family that kind of thing it'll be really really tough to yes. go back down to like whatever thirty eight thousand dollars a year as a new associate that kind of thing for me yeah. it's okay I'm yeah, I'm like used to being bossed around. I work with young people, I work with older people. I, it's so the diversity and the challenges that I was coming from in the cooking industry, I, I was like perfectly fine to start out as a new associate. And then, you know, I was like 15 years older than everyone <laughs> and making like no money. So I so so I guess the cooking industry put me through the ringer that you know, I've seen some bad stuff. This is like nothing. So, so for me, that worked out. A lot of people probably would not have followed my path. Um, a lot of people probably are like accountants who want to get into like cooking <laughs> and then they get their ass kicked there, that kind of way. But yeah, I think if you've got seven years of experience in like, you know, retail banking and doing all the experience that you have sounds like, sounds pretty good. I, I agree that you can leverage off that. Yeah, that, that would be, I would, I would want you to find out for sure. Do you need a CPA or not? Can you just transition? Maybe, maybe all you need is, like I said, just that like certificate and then some like good, like recruiters or, or someone that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, no, that's a good point. The other thing I wanted to ask you just uh, on that, when you were going through this journey, how did you choose uh, uh, UBC's DAP program versus at the time, I don't know if the CPA prep were offering courses. If they were not, then I guess it's kind of easier option. But if they were at the time CPA prep modules, um, did you at all consider CPA prep versus the UBC DAP? At the time, I there was no CPA prep. So these oh, okay. are like courses run at like the Western's, Western CPA School of yeah. Business, something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, okay. At that time, I don't believe there was any CA prep courses. So you had to take them in either university individual ones 
or did that program at UBC happen to have a nice package of courses that were already in line with the back then the legacy CA program? And then so I was thinking if I should try and do like an accelerated route or, you know, just go through like the entire DAP program. Because by that time, I'd already been out of university for like 10 years and working in the kitchens. I didn't even really know if I could do like accounting. So I was doing some research and like, well, if I'm going to do it, I might as well quit my job and then go full in with like the DAP program, which was going to be like a year and a half. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, I had also learned about like big four and like public practice. So the amount of time that DAP gave me also gave me sufficient time to research. And so it all kind of like worked out well for me. But if you're, you know, if you're thinking about like some like quick transition or someone out there is listening and thinking about like a quick transition, you know, it might just be better to do like piecemeal courses through like, you know, online, online learning or something like that. I, I think I've, I took one or two, um, I think it was like economics or like macroeconomics that was like an online course from, uh, what do you call it? The university in like Kamloops or whatever it's called. Uh, I can't remember. Um, Thompson Rivers. Yeah, they were offering some like really easy to take uh, online courses. So at, those were two that I filled in. Uh, but that's why. Okay. So the DAP program, it was like a structured program in the amount of time that it was worked out well for me. And then I also managed to get like a part-time job at like UBC. So everything really worked out well. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's just, that's just me. It, it worked out for me. Um, so yeah, but I mean, you already, I mean, are you taking courses right now? Yes. Okay. Like, so you, are you like working full-time and you're taking courses part-time? That's right. So I'm working full-time and I take one course at a time. And CPA prep courses is only six weeks long. So okay. each six weeks you are um, obviously expected to do your quizzes, your assignments, if it's a project, and then you write the final exam. And then you're done with it. Okay, interesting, interesting. And then so... Uh, Oh, so you're not so right now you you're not interested the pace is good for you it's not like you're trying to like accelerate right correct i think it's okay for me for now because my uh my wife she is in a fourth year accounting student so okay. she is in school at the time so for us to be both in the school at the same time is kind of hard so okay. i'm happy with my when just take one or two courses as i go and that's what I'm thinking for the remaining six courses. If I can finish them in a year-ish, uh, then I'll be happy. All right. That's, yeah. Okay. No, I understand. I'm for sure. If your wife is a full-time student, then someone's got to be like the full-time earner. Yeah. So I, I totally get it. That makes sense. Although, the, yeah. though, I can see how that can be challenging, like the amount of time it takes, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I a know, year. It's like, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but I'm really, really glad and thankful for the current opportunity uh, as a business banking because I feel like, yes, those seven years was great for retail banking, but I had almost next to no experience for my uh, business stuff. But now in my current right. capacity, as, as I'm working towards my CPA prep modules, I'm super right. thankful and happy about my current 
position because that is giving me the exposure to the business financial statements and I'm learning a lot of things and stuff like that. And I'm really hoping that by the time I finish my CPA prep, when I right. enter the PEP um, with the, uh, my uh, current employer, then either the, I don't think they have the uh, pre-approved program, but I'm, I'm very hopeful that we can work something with the, uh, what you call the experience qualification program or whatever, like verification thing. Yep. Where yep. I can work and then submit the reports and everything. Okay, so, so you're so you're working for like a large institution right now. Yes. Oh, okay. And so, does your boss know about your career plans? Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's no opportunities within the organization for you to go into the job you want. I believe there will be because I just joined the organization like very, very recently. And uh, that was the, uh, you know, initial conversations. And I was interested in this position because that would be a more natural transition for me. What what I'm going to, what I want to be at some point. But in this, in the meantime, I was missing this gap for business banking stuff. So I am now given the opportunity to do this, which I'm really thankful about. And then in say year, year and a half to two years ish, when I'm there in the CPA prep, I'm really hopeful and um, kind of looking forward to that at that time, they can then start like kind of work with me to transition into that role that will then give me that two and a half years experience. It will be oh, okay. more like the rotation I'm assuming, but that will be something that can be worked. Through. Okay, okay. So, I mean, it sounds like you're on a really good path. Like, it sounds like you've got a good job, a secure, they support you with what you want to do. You make the money that you need to make and you have time to like do your CPA prep. And then, so if you kind of hit the mark like a year from now, then you would have completed and then you can start. Hopefully it sounds like they have already, probably if it's a large institution, if they have the experience verification program, you know, you're going to be able to do awesome. Um, so I think that's yeah, great. Yeah, if that's, if, yeah. So that's, if that's all in line, it sounds like a really good place that you're in. If it were me, I would still try and see what else I could get. Uh, just, just to kind of like dig around just to see if it's like, is it even possible? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm always like big on people just getting jobs just on like pure, like enthusiasm and like, sure will and that kind of thing so like yeah. i'm always m- more on like le- less school <laughs> and uh and more like work experience because sometimes people almost like they err on too much people are always yeah. like leaving their jobs to like go back to school like you know sometimes you have like people have like a degree and then a master's and like a phd and like two phds and three phds and like an mba like so i I'm always like, if you want to err on something, err more on like work experience and like less school. So, yeah. uh, because, you know, because I mean, we're living maybe not so much in like my industry or your industry, but we're kind of like living in a times where a lot of employers aren't even really requiring university degrees anymore. So it may be different kind of industries more in like marketing yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. But, you know, people are starting to, especially with like, you know, Gen Z, a lot of them aren't going to university anymore. It's just more like, can you do it? Right. 
So I'm, I'm, I, I do like that idea. I do like that it's starting to become very like egalitarian, right? There's no more separation between, oh, I went to university and then I have a certain like status versus someone who just like worked. I think it's just like, you know, uh, who can do it and who can't. So yeah, I, w- I would just see, yeah, just kind of like, you know, fiddle around if you have some time, see who's hiring, who's not, and if it's even possible but that's why i go back to like you know try and get those informational interviews then because it's very like it's very like easy it's very it's not very like uh you know it's not like you're demanding a job or anything it's just like hey i will just like to network with you and ask you some questions so it's like very like light it's not you know it's got nothing to do with job i won't even mention anything about the job you just like you're just trying to like gather information to see what the future role that you would like to get into what it's like really that's that's all it really is and ultimately it will just help you out in like your career anyway like you can ask all kinds of different questions you know what kind of industry are you in what are your clients like we you know what kind of like you know acquisitions that you do and like how did like all that kind of stuff all the kinds of questions that you want to do you can just like ask them anyway and the, which is what i did right so when i changed careers i sought out a whole bunch of like different accountants one was like a cga I don't think I got any CMA. Maybe one was a CGA, one was a CMA. And then I did like like four CAs with like different firms and that oh. kind of stuff. And at each person I met, I just asked them as a, like, hey, do you know anyone? And that's how I got like four CAs. Yeah. So so that's what I would that's what I would do. It's like you, it's like great. It's like you expand your network, you find out more about like the industry, you meet other people, and then it's all like under the guise of like getting getting more information for like your career. So yeah, that's, that's what I would, I would hi- highly recommend. And you have like a whole year to do it. Right. So there's like no pressure, maybe try and get every like quarter or something, try and do like one. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's a very good advice. Thank you for that. And then I don't know how much time did you spare for this? I, if, if I may, could I just ask one more question? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Um, how do you like uh, working as a controller? What uh, what exactly do you do and how do you like it? I really like working as a controller. Uh, a controller, I guess, is a is is a mid level mid level management accountant who has like to wear many hats. Really, that's why I like it because I know I'm a person who is like. I'm like the jack of all trades and I'm not really the master of anything. Like I'm not the master of like financial reporting or tax or, or finance or Excel or debits and credits or anything, but I do everything reasonably well and I'm able to like juggle stuff. So that is like literally like the role of the controller. Like you're taking care of like many things like I'm doing, I'm doing like accounting. So like debits and credits, journal entries, I'm doing like consolidations, of all the different entities that we have, I'm using that information to put together the end product, which is like, you know, the financial statements, the MDNA for like senior management. And then those are filed for, you know, securities on like the TSX and, and that kind of thing. So that's the financial reporting side. And then there's like the control side as well. So there's like business processes and you have like controls in place to, you know, mitigate risks against all kinds of different things. So, so monitoring of controls and so, you know, reconciliations and and checklists for financial reporting, all those things kind of fall into like under controls. And then there's also other things. So like coordinating with like consultants to do like, you know, the, our tax provision and then working with like bankers to, to deal with like bank accounts and 
working with like insurance people to sort out workers comp and, and that kind of stuff. So there's like many, many different things you have to do that's across like a really diverse set. You know, it's, it could be everything and like anything, right? So that's what I really, I really enjoy it. Um, as opposed to someone specializing in just like financial reporting. So that was probably my previous role was like manager of financial reporting or like someone okay. who is like a tax manager or someone who just does like, you know, finance or someone who just does, you know, treasury, like whatever, those are a bit more like specialized. The controller is like the center person who like gathers or gathers some information from like HR and gathers some information from like payroll. And so is it gathering a lot of information, combining it and then putting out the reports that senior management needs for, for all of those different uh, functions, right, within the finance and accounting umbrella. So, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Nice. Um, awesome. Yeah, which well, is different well, from when I first started, which is in like auditing, right, as a in like public practice. Uh, right. But that's good if someone, that's good if someone who's young and fresh out of university, they, you know, to I guess learn a lot about business, audit is a great way to go. Right. Right. Um, so that's that's a bit different. So that might be not necessarily what you're looking for. But I do yeah. a lot of my colleagues back in like public practice days have gone on to to be um, their specialization is in like corporate development. Right. Oh. Um, so there's that. Uh, so but it sounds like for you. Yeah. You, you know, you, I guess you might have like a different path. That's why I, I agree. I don't think. Don't think public practice route or like big four is probably like ideal. Unless if you want to, unless you want to experience that. <laughs> right, that's what I'm thinking. Like even right now, like I appreciate your insights and everything, but I'm still not like, I'm still not sold to a, in one idea. Like I'm still um, considering and thinking about it and I'm not really sure how it will all pan out. The other thing too, I wanted to know, like if somebody doesn't go in public accounting firm or that route, can they then later on, if they just go to industry and they still get the CPA, can they still open their phone shop one day if they wanted to do? Like, is it possible or is it not allowed to? So open their which? Like their own CPA firm. Yeah, you can open your own CPA firm. If you didn't go through the public practice route, I believe, and you'd have to check with like, CPA BC. Yeah. I believe you just yeah. cannot sign off on audits. Oh, I see. Got it. I believe you can do everything else. Okay. So let's say you get. So let's say you know you didn't go through public practice. You just worked in like industry and you got you you did the experience verification route, and then you qualified as a CPA. You can you can start your own firm. You can do tax for people. You can do you know you can do finance and you know you can still do. You already have experience with like retirement planning and, and all that kind of stuff. You just cannot audit and sign off on it as a partner. That's it. Got it, got it. Yeah. With that, so, makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. Okay. Perfect. So, so a lot of people like, like that part of the big four and public practice because, you know, you could get into a lot like the Fortune 500 and you could be like the partner that signs off or something, right? You could be on those kind of like big and- that would be cool. 
Yeah. So you could, you could work for, I don't know, KPMG in like New York or something. And then you could be on like PepsiCo, the PepsiCo audit or something. Right. So that is like, it's a big thing. It's very prestigious. And it's, it's like, right. It's like at the cream of the crop, which yeah, is what yeah, I, I wanted to get into stuff like that. Right. It was so different from like the cooking industry. <laughs> That's like, Oh yeah. I could be on these like audits. Uh, and in Vancouver, when I started, you know, mining was probably like a, like a big thing is, like, oh, I want to get into like, you know, in the mining industry and be on, on these like mining industry audits. Obviously now it's different, right? This, so they could be like crypto, they could be like cannabis. And obviously Vancouver is like a big like tech hub as well right now. I right? said so there's all those like different like tech companies. And uh, so, I mean, that's pretty exciting, right? So if you, I, I think it's, a great experience like i will always cherish my experience with like the big four like it's you know when i started i think there was something like 80 new associates and i was like one of 80 new associates so it was kind of like it was kind of like uh being in like university or college like all yeah. over again like it's a very like collegial feel I wasn't the same age as everyone, but I can kind of like project younger and I'm totally comfortable hanging out with like young people. So I felt like part of the <laughs> part of like the fraternity or whatever of, of all of associates. So yeah, it, it felt very good. Like everyone's going through the same thing. Everyone's writing the same exams. Everyone's going the same training. So I, I really like enjoyed that. So that was like pretty cool. And like only you'd have to like go through it and uh, to like experience it. So it's a little bit different, but Usually people who are a bit more like mature students that have a family uh, will probably go. Yeah, it's probably more natural to go through like industry, right? Because you're not working crazy hours. You're, ma you're, not, you're probably making a little bit more uh, when you start. And um, it's, it's probably like a little not as like hardcore, right? Usually yeah. if you're younger, you have more time to invest and you have like more to risk, right? So um, that's why, you know, it's great when you're like 24 as opposed to like 35 or whatever when I first started, right? So, but luckily I didn't have kids back then. I was married, but I didn't have kids. So, and my wife, my wife supported me when I was a cook. So she kind of knew the life of working like long hours and that kind of thing. So the long hours and like public practice weren't as bad as the long hours in cooking. So I, so I'm already kind of doing okay. <laughs> so there's, so there's that, so there's that, you know, probably someone who is an associate or something, you know, ultimately they may surpass you because you know, the, you do kind of like step up faster if you kind of go the public practice big four route, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, isn't life is not like a race. It's not like, yeah. Oh, if you didn't achieve this by the time you were like 30, then you're like, a, like I said, that's just like organic. It's, it's like what, it's like whatever you want out of it. Like it's whatever experience you want. Right. If, if you want that public practice, big four kind of like experience. Yeah. Go for it. You have to know what you're yeah. sacrificing for it, but if you want it, go for it. And then I wanted it and then I kind of went through it. So for me, it was work out. So you'd have to probably sit down, talk with your wife, do some like soul searching to see what fits and for you and for her and both of you guys together. And this is the good path forward. And then just like, go for it. Like, don't be scared. Just like, if, like I said, if you can get a job now and the ideal job that you want, I would just go for it. Send out a hundred resumes, send out the 200 resumes and just get the job. You don't even need to see it and like get it. That's it.
don't don't uh, don't uh, put school and like the designation on too much of a premium. If you can just get it, get it. That's what I would do. And if you can't find, you do the CPA. That's it. Got it. Awesome. Well, so yeah, thank you. Do, do a bit of like soul searching and then see what see what works. For sure. Thank yeah. you so much. It's very helpful. Yeah, no worries. Don't let uh, don't yeah. Sometimes people kind of like hold you back with like advice, but it's yeah. like what it's like whatever you want. You could be like sixty years old and want to change careers, and then go back yeah. and start start as like you know uh, as like a woodworker, right? Like a like a woodsmith. There's nothing wrong with that. You just may have to like apprentice and get your butt kicked for like three years and then then you've got it there's no one says that you can't do it right so true. yeah true. yeah exactly awesome well thank so you i hope again. that helped <laughs> yes, it was helpful it was very uh helpful informative session i appreciate you taking time good out. good i'm glad i'm glad to have helped if anything maybe give you some options to like think about and you know hopefully you go through what some of the things i'm recommending i think it'll really help you uh but it sounds like you're already on like a good path so i'm sure i'm sure you'll be like you know like a real a real success but let me know how things go and if you yes. want like chat if you want to chat further down the road let's say you're like forget it no i want to go through like the big four and i want to suffer through everything that other people suffer yeah let me know <laughs> yes, sure, will do. Especially with my wife, we're coming up to fourth year accounting. I'm sure she would have to um, be looking at to talking with the recruiters very soon and and try a shot at Big Four and everything. So I'm sure there you go. She can reach out to me and we'll talk. We'll talk yeah, with exactly, her about. Exactly. Yeah, we'll talk to her about. You know, do you really want to go through like the Big Four and all yeah. that kind of stuff, right? So yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be exciting. It'll be exciting. It'll be it'll be good. Uh, like, and you know. I'm like, like all the best with like your studies and like your career. And uh, if you have any other further questions, you can just like DM me on like LinkedIn. It's not a problem anytime. I'm here to help. Thanks. That's what all this content is really for. Uh, right. Yeah. So yeah, have a great weekend and enjoy your Sunday. So that's it, guys. That's it for the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope it brought a lot of value to you. Uh, speaking specifically about starting the pet program, transitioning from a different career, it's one of those things where if you want to try something, just go for it. If you want to change careers, go for it. It doesn't really matter how old you are. There's no timeline. There's no measure of success by certain age. All of that, I think, is just really people's fear and conservatism that just holds them back. Just go for it. I mean, there's really age shouldn't be a factor. It's, you know, it's life. It's very organic. And if you want to try something, go for it. Who cares if you think the boat sail of the trains left the station or whatever, right? I mean, if you want to go through the CPA program and you think it's a good challenge, go for it. Uh, well, that's just me anyway. But, uh, you know, like I said, I hope you enjoyed this. If you have any questions or comments, please email me. It's adrian at adrian-law.ca or DM me straight on LinkedIn. You know, answering DMs all the time. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll uh, see you at the next podcast. All right, guys. Thanks for now and have a great weekend. Bye. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to follow, rate, and share the podcast. Tune in next time when your host, Adrian Law, delves into the wonderful world of Vancouver accounting experience.